Hello and welcome to the Permission to Eat podcast. I'm your host, Libby Parker, registered dietitian and coach for those wanting to have a life beyond an eating disorder. If you're looking for a no-nonsense pep talk with a dose of science and probably a few theater references, you're in the right place. Let's jump right into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I know we had this long hiatus through the winter, but I'm really happy to have season three starting up and very, very excited that our first guest for this season is none other than one of my fabulous employee dietitians, Jessica Flaherty. I'm so happy you're here today, Jessica. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited too. Yes, I really was surprised when we were talking about this. Like, we hadn't done a podcast episode yet. What? Jess has been with me for about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so this is our first podcast we're doing. But I wanted to make sure that you got to know her and all the amazing things she's doing. And uh, we're going to just start out with really why, why did you become a dietitian? What brought you <laughs> into this career path? Yeah, so I was really lucky that uh, the community college I was at offered one nutrition course. And at the time, I was really just taking it to learn more about it, right? College student, cool, sounds like an interesting course to take. Um, And my professor was a registered dietitian, which at the time, I didn't even know that that was the title, had never encountered a dietitian before. And it was really cool to see how she taught this course with also her background in um, practicing it in the real world. And so Um, I really enjoyed that class and she said that she also does private practice on the side and that if we wanted to come shadow her at her office, we could. And I think I was the only one who took her up on it that semester, but I went and I remember sitting in the corner of this office, shadowing her, um, watching her sessions, one-on-one counseling with people. And in in that room, I can remember saying in my head, this is what I want to do this sounds really cool. I love what she's doing here. And um, so I shouted her a bit more, finished the course, loved it. And and it was then that I realized too, that nutrition is a topic I never get tired of learning about. And I love teaching people about, it was even just teaching my friends, like what I was learning in class or my parents. And, um, and so I was like, wow, I can make a career out of this because I got to see my professor really showing me that that could be a career. Otherwise I would have probably just thought, oh, this is fun to learn about. And I got to see what that looked like. Um, And then also the more I got into it, I realized there's so many different paths you can go into as a dietitian. But um, I also had a friend who, whose mom had MS. And I remember speaking to her one time and she was like, yeah, I have a dietitian there helping me figure out what foods to eat to help me get stronger because she was trying to learn to walk again. And that was the first time a light bulb kind of went on in my head of like, wow, food really can do a lot for our body. It's, it's, crazy what it does when we, um, you know, nourish our bodies and we um, can learn what different things do to benefit our body. And that was kind of a different light bulb moment for me on, on why this field was something I was passionate about. Um, And then in undergrad, the last thing I like to share, because it kind of turned into how I got into this area of the field with eating disorders, but I got to work at a residential treatment center during my undergrad years. And that was the first time I was ever um, exposed to an environment with eating disorder recovery. And um, not gonna lie, it was a really tough job, but I think it was not an accident that I ended up working there because it gave me such a heart for working with people who struggle with these things. Yeah, 
Oh, that's such a different story than I came to it. So I'm really glad we got to talk about that. I always am just so drawn to figure out how people find their passion. And I think your story is a really great example of don't ignore a prompting. Like like you said, you were the only student in that Mm -hmm. intro class that took their professor up on the opportunity to sit in on sessions and really see what that was. And I mean, I had the same experience of, I had no idea what a dietitian was before college or, you know, for a while, I think like two or three years into college before I figured out what a dietitian actually was. So it's, it's strange how we find our way to these things. It's so true. And it's really cool because I can look back now on that story and you don't realize it in the moment when you're so close to it, just like a lot of things in life. But I look back now and there were so many little stepping stones that just had to align the way they did for me to get to where I am now. Uh, We even talked about it with us, like with how this started. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's cool because I look back seeing, you know, what if I hadn't taken that course or I hadn't met, you know, that specific professor, she didn't work in private practice and I never shadowed her, you know, what could have happened. But all these little things that kind of piece together um, kind of got me to where I am now and all the experiences I've had and people I've met have also, you know, played into that too. I think that leads really nicely into, I would love to share the story of how we came to work together because <laughs> it's so not, I'm, I'm, maybe it's becoming more typical, but it's not right. the typical path to um, find an employee, I guess, or to find your employment. So do you want to tell that story? Yes. So this was, oh my gosh, 20, it was 2020 because it was the year that, yeah, everything started. And so, um, I remember just, um, you know, I was feeling like kind of stagnant for lack of a better word. I just really wanted to learn more, grow more, learn from other dietitians, see, you know, what could I um, uh, absorb from people in the field that are, are doing different things that I'm passionate about. And I was studying for my RD exam at the time. Um, it was a weird year, obviously 2020, feeling very stuck and very isolated. And so I actually DM'd you and said, hey, do you have any positions open? Can I shadow you? Like, what do you have going on? Can I jump in somewhere? And um, you were starting support group at the time. And so it just happened to be perfect timing, um, which I didn't find out till later too, that, you know, you were also taking on interns. And so it wasn't like you had all this reach out, you had so much going on, you had other interns coming in. And so I just, I think the timing and the way that it went about got really lucky that I was able to kind of jump in at the time that I had messaged you and kind of help you with support group from the get-go and then, um, you know, turned into being an employee for you when, once you had a position open and passed my exam and all that fun stuff. And here we are over a year later, year and a half later. Yeah, it's crazy. Cause I think it was probably June or just before June, yes. 2020. And that was, was, yeah, June 4th, I think is when I officially launched Permission mm-hmm. to with Confidence, our membership, yeah. which, you know, co-lead with me, which is so cool. I know. Uh, and then, yeah, you interned with me for about six months and I was like, okay, I need to keep this girl on. <laughs> I love you're, too, it. you're too good at this. Uh, I'm not going to lose you to someone else. So I just need to hire you. I love it. I love it. It was such a cool way for us to like get to know each other too. Cause we spent a lot of time together talking about support group leading together sometimes, sometimes separately, but a lot of times we were just you know, spending all this time um, brainstorming and talking about how we could make this group um, a, a really cool thing for clients and even people that aren't clients that are just needing the support. And we got to spend a lot of time together. And then it was really cool that the timing worked out both for you and your business and for me with um, becoming a dietitian officially that 
it just, like I said, another stepping stone, right? Like had to align perfectly for it to be this way. Yeah. And then, you know, when you came on, we were amidst a pandemic, the Mm -hmm. practice had gone completely telehealth and we still are and still planning to stay that way. So how, I mean, I guess, how did this meet your expectations of, you know, you went to that first session with that dietitian and saw, you know, shadowed her and saw what she did probably in office seeing clients. And then here you are first RD job, you're seeing eating disorder clients all through Mm -hmm. telehealth. Like what, what was that experience like for you? Right. It, it definitely was um, strange coming into it with it being all virtual in the sense of, like you said, when I first started shadowing somebody, it was in person in an office. And actually I had kind of, if I had told somebody my plan for like my, you know, my career plan, it was to end up in private practice at the very end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I started in private practice working for your awesome business and just kind of felt like, wait, so then what is my plan? Like now I'm kind of working backwards. What do I do? And it was telehealth. So it was just kind of threw me for a loop. I was super excited and I love it, of course, but I just was, you know, it wasn't what I planned, which is how life is. Nothing really goes according to our plan anyways. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was, you know, I was a little bit hesitant at first because I thought, how do I build rapport with people and that connection through a screen? And I've been so amazed at how much I've been able to still build connections with people and how much people appreciate being able to just hop on their computer and get that support from a professional and an expert um, from the comfort of their their home, especially during a pandemic. And um, I have not been disappointed at all in how the connections have grown over this time. I've been seeing some clients for a year now, and we still, you know, we just continue to build a connection every single week that we meet. Um, and so it was definitely different than I had pictured, but I think it's really cool because now I got to actually work with more clients that I would never have met otherwise, if we were only all working in San Luis Obispo, we wouldn't have all these clients that we have throughout California and beyond. Mm-hmm. Um, if it were, if it weren't for telehealth. Yeah. I think that's what my favorite part of telehealth is, is just the different people that we get to meet. Mm-hmm. And, um, if you're you know, not familiar with our company, not your average nutritionist, we are licensed in several States in the U S. So we're working with clients throughout the country across different time zones. And then our group has been open globally. So, you know, we've had people from England and from different States and, um, it's just such a cool opportunity that we wouldn't have if we were just in this little community and, you know, even, um, you know, Jessica and I are in different, cities that are several hours apart. We've only met in person twice, which is crazy for having worked together for a year and a half now. Um, so I wouldn't have, you know, this fabulous dietitian on my team if we were just in person, um, because I can't afford to pay her full time yet. So can't, can't pay to move you up here, but, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it is all perfect how things work out. Um, and you know, yeah. you're just, you're just quantum leaping in your career if you're ending up where you want it to be many years from now. So there, there's no backwards. It's, it's all going up from here. Yeah, that's so true. It's, it's really just, I've learned, I think, especially a lot of us have learned through what's gone on since 2020 is that like anything can happen and tomorrow's not guaranteed and you just have to roll the punches. And I think that's really helped me in a lot of ways, but especially in my career too, it's like, you just, you kind of have to be willing, like what, what is going to be in my path and how can I make that 
um, you know, how can I take that opportunity and run with it? How can I help people? I think that's something that I go back to a lot when I'm feeling discouraged or run down. It's like, I just want to help people. Like this is partially why I got into the career too, right? It's like, we're in um, a type of healthcare, but it's also like a very personal kind because we don't just see you for five or 10 minutes. We talk to you for an hour and we really get to the nitty gritty of what's going on in your life and, and get to know um, you as clients. And so I think that's another reason it's like when this all feels really overwhelming or I'm like, oh, you know, some people are virtual fatigued and all that. It's like, you know, this is really why I got into this was to help people. So that's been really cool to see um, how that's also unfolded as well. Yeah. I am really glad you brought up the virtual fatigue piece of it, because I think that's, that's been coming up so much. I've been getting a lot of requests from people that only want to do in person. And I mean, I, I get it. I think we all have the virtual or zoom fatigue now, and we're kind of sick of computers, but what, what has really come up with your clients around that? Cause you've had very consistent clients this whole yeah. time and you've been sharing some of their wins with me and everything. And, um, I guess, what are, what are the actual clients who have been doing telehealth this whole time? What are they saying about it? Right. A lot of them, um, do enjoy it. And a lot of, I would say a big, big handful of my clients are college students. And so they were kind of used to everything being online and, um, with, with school being all virtual last year. And so, um, a lot of them have transitioned back to in-person school and in-person things that, um, you know, some of it's coming back. So of course the question comes up, oh, are you doing it in person? And then I have to be like, I actually don't live in slow. I live about three hours south of you, you know, <laughs> or wherever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because it doesn't come up because when we started working together, everything was virtual and that was the normal thing. Yeah. Now things are kind of like, you don't know. Some stuff's virtual and some is in person. So the conversation has come up for sure. Um, but people are usually pretty understanding and like, oh, okay, you're virtual. You don't live around here. Great. And most people are like, well, I've already built, you know, I built this connection with you. I enjoy working with you. And so of course I'm going to continue virtual, but I, I totally get that. We, you know, get why we have the question come up of, do you do in person and all of that? So I think, um, I think virtual fatigue and all that is real, but I also think the benefits just outweigh so much of any of the, you know, the negatives about it. So I'm grateful that we have technology, that we live in a time that we can even do this and um, that we have access to more people and helping more people because of it. Yeah. I think it's really about what provider do you connect with? And Mm -hmm. that doesn't, that shouldn't be location dependent. Yes. Should be who, who do you really click with? And I'm really glad that a lot of insurance companies are starting to recognize that too. We've been able to bill for more Mm -hmm. insurance this year than ever, which has been really cool. So there's a lot of options. Um, and I actually want to share a little story too, because again, been getting a lot of people like, oh, you are in slow. Can we meet in person? And <laughs> I'm really glad I had a new client recently that wanted to meet in person. I'm like, uh, no, let's definitely do virtual. If it gets, you know, if we get really where we're frustrated, sure. You can come to my home office, I guess, like mm-hmm. kind yeah. of hesitant still, but I'm really glad and this sounds bad until you hear the whole story. I'm glad she didn't come to my house because, um, just canceled our last appointment because she had COVID and, you know, I'm pretty sure she's vaccinated and all that, but it's like, you know, this is still a real, um, threat out there. And, you know, even if it's not for 
myself, like I have family, I have a toddler, like I, I can't be getting them exposed. What if I got it and passed it on to a client and I was asymptomatic and didn't know it's, there's just too much going on yet. I don't feel comfortable. Um, so I'm very happy that we have the setup right now that we can continue telehealth and just maintain that safety for everyone so that, you know, a lot of our eating disorder clients are also immunocompromised. Right. If, if for some reason we have some sickness, even if it's not COVID, if it's a flu or, you know, like, and mm-hmm. we're just not really, you know, uh, showing symptoms, but we have it and we give it to someone, mm-hmm. I would feel so bad. Um, so I think this is just really a way of the future. Definitely. Even, I mean, a lot of doctor's offices, lots of different healthcare, um, you know, different clinicians are doing telehealth now. It, it is the, definitely the way that everything's moving, I think. And so why wouldn't dietitians also be doing it? It's, it's the same as any other type of clinician that you see. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into um, some recent client wins of yours, because I think that's the other piece of this. People are like, well, is virtual or telehealth counseling as effective as in person, whether it's with therapist or dietitian or whatever, everyone's like, eh, is it the same? Are you going to have that same connection? And I think, you know, you're just absolute proof that it's absolutely the same. Maybe, um, I don't know if we can compare it and say better because we don't have a comparison there, but right. it's, it's totally effective yes, and you totally create those connections and bonds. So what have been some cool things happening? Yes, I was telling you, I, it's so hard for me to even um, pick and narrow it down because I, I think I just have, I get to celebrate so many wins with clients. Like you said, even virtually, we're able to accomplish so much. So um, one that comes to mind first is that I have um, a client who I've been working with for probably about six, eight months now. And um, prior to us working together was severely restricting and excessively like over-exercising. And, um, and so we were working together both with, um, myself as like more on the eating disorder focus. Uh, and then also I would work with her therapist outside of our meetings and we would coordinate when we needed to, to give her the best care. And then also our sports dietitian, Lauren came in and helped with the sports aspect of things to make sure that this person who identifies as an athlete and is really active and wants to compete in races and things like that is nourishing their body enough and and, in the way that's going to be helpful. Um, And also injuries came up, things like that. There was so much going on that it was cool to have all these puzzle pieces fit together um, where I was kind of the consistent, um, you know, person that met with her very frequently to focus on the eating disorder side. But then we also had that sports aspect from Lauren, which was really cool. Um, but a big win would be that because she was severely restricting before, honestly, when we first started meeting, it was, you know, it was one meal a day and now she is eating five times a day and Woo! documenting it in recovery record consistently for months now has been eating that frequently. And it is just so cool to see even just the change in her energy and her mood just feels, you know, so much more energetic and joyful and hopeful for the future rather than just constantly depleted and constantly just like trying to make it through the next day. It's like, it's such a shift and it's so cool to see because, um, you know, like I said, we get to know our clients. It's not just we, you know, chit chat and give you like a goal to work on for the week and then, okay, talk to you next time. It, you know, I get to know about their families and things that they've struggled with um, because food is a very emotional piece of our life. And so it connects to a lot of other things. And, um, it's just so fun to be able to celebrate such a big win like that, that has been so consistent now too, for months. 
And um, because of the progress, she was able to compete in a half marathon. I had mm-hmm. kept getting postponed because of COVID. And she finally was able to do it. And she said it was so emotional and such a rewarding thing to do, especially mm-hmm. because she knew she did it in, in the right way, right? She did it with mm-hmm. the support of her team and she was nourishing her body. And it was just the coolest thing that just happened actually um, two weeks ago, she had her race. So, oh, so it was cool. really awesome. Yeah, it was really, we were like, you know, it's, it's just cool to see come full circle. And especially with the new year approaching, a lot of people have all these big, you know, goals that they want to work on and stuff. So um, just kind of seeing her check a really big one off of her list was awesome because, you know, we talked about it at the beginning. I was super honest with her. That's something you'll get, you know, mm-hmm. is honesty because, you know, we'll tell you that what you're doing is not sustainable. We need to find a way that's going to be sustainable for you. And she knew at the beginning of us working together that doing a big race like that was not going to work if she was continuing to restrict. And so it was just, yeah, really awesome to see that progress. Love that. I'm sure I always wonder what it's like on the client side too, because we can definitively see that shift. Like when I like to call it, like when the lights come on, when someone's been restricting for so long and then they finally are nourishing themselves. And it's like one day they come to a session and it, there is like a light switch flipped on and it's a totally different, um, I don't want to say it's a different personality because it's, it's always them, but it's, like we actually get to see their personality. Yes, it's so true. And like I said, honestly, just the energy and the joy that starts to come out of people when they're nourishing their bodies. It's, I, I've seen, that's another reason. It's like we are talking about, even when you get like sometimes the virtual fatigue or just like the fatigue from, you know, in general, it's, it's a lot of things that we're, we're juggling as um, eating disorder dietitians. But when you see wins like that, you're like, this is why I do this. You know, this is why we um, enjoy working with these people so much. We have the best clients. It's just, it's been awesome to work with, with them. There's just so many stories I wish I could tell you, but we'd have to probably do like a five hour podcast <laughs> to tell you all the stories. Well, let's have a couple more though. I think those okay, are really fun. A couple more. So another one that I love that I've been seeing, this was actually one of my very first um, clients with you. So I've been seeing her for um, almost a full year now. And she has noticed um, kind of like these generational things that have been passed down that she wanted to stop in their tracks and not continue with her or with her future kids. If she, you know, has daughters, she doesn't want to continue to pass down what her mom and her grandma have passed on to her. And it's always this really hard dichotomy. I I get this, um, quite often with people where it's like, I love my mom. I love my grandma, but just these things that they say, or they believe about their body or my body or how I eat or how they eat it's a really tough thing to navigate because it's not that you hate them. It's just that these ideas that they have around these topics are really troubling to you. And now that you're an adult and making, you know, decisions and forming opinions of your own, how do I navigate that? Because to me or to them, I'm, you know, their kid or their granddaughter versus now I'm actually an adult and I can move forward, um, you know, in a way that's productive and helpful for me. So we've been navigating that for quite a while, figuring out, how to talk about those conversations and also with cultural differences too, you know, like finding um, how to, how to navigate conversations, knowing that culturally, this is what her grandmother believes. And that just might always be what she believes. We've found ways to navigate how she can still um, have this positive body image and these ideas and how to like tangibly navigate that too. Right. You know, it's not just like we talk about goals and ideas and, and in a perfect world, this would happen. We, you know, 
have tangible things that she can work on when these tough days come up or these tough conversations come up. And so over time, I've been able to see her kind of stop those um, ideals from continuing in her head. She kind of can filter through a lot better now than she used to. It used to be really exhausting and draining and almost impossible to filter through those. And now she's gotten a lot better at starting helpful conversations around those things with her mom and setting boundaries, you know, when she goes home from, from school to spend time with family, um, you know, she'll have a lot of progress when she's away from them and, and doing all these great things and then goes back and feels like she goes backwards in progress. So over time, we've been able to help her set boundaries and start conversations around that and say, Hey, you know, I don't want to talk about this um, thing around my body or around my food. This is what I'm doing for me. And this is what's best. And, and you might disagree and you might do something different, but for me, this is what I need to do. And, um, it's just been really cool to see that she wants that, not just for right now, but also for her future and her future family too. Yeah. It's just really instilling that confidence. Yeah. That's a big piece of it. I mean, that's why we call it permission to eat with confidence. You need to have <laughs> yes. confidence to do that. Yes. <laughs> I think, um, so you know, a misconception of people who haven't worked with a dietitian before and probably especially in the eating disorder realm, I'm, I'm sure in any realm of eating disorder or any realm of dietetics, mm-hmm. but Um, I think a lot of people are like, oh, you're going to tell me what to eat or what not to eat or how much to eat. And, you know, there can be aspects of that, but the majority of what we do is behavior change and mindset change. It really is about how are you getting through the day in terms of what actions you're taking, but also how are we getting your brain to come on board with that? So it's not just I'm just going to do this because I have to do it. You know, I, you know, I'm supposed to do this thing. I'm going to check off the box, but how can we get your brain to come on board and lean into what you know is your truth as well and overcome mm-hmm. those, you know, maybe generational traumas or whatever is coming up a part of that. Um, so food is obviously part of this, but it's not the only thing we do. And I, that's what I love about it. I love the counseling. Right. Everyone knows that about me. If you know me at all. So yes. I want to talk about you. Um. Right. Yes. And it's good to point out too, that that last story I was telling um, is actually not a client who even has an eating disorder. And so I think it's good to emphasize too, that that is our focus. And we do help people with eating disorders, disordered eating, body image, all of that is a big core part of this. But I also see people who don't have a formal diagnosis and they're just like, Hey, I really just don't want to continue these ideas that have been swirling around my whole entire childhood. I want to want to go a different direction. She actually read a book, um, and had liked the ideas in it and wanted somebody to talk to who was a professional and be like, how do I actually implement this in my life? So if that sounds like, you know, if you're listening, that sounds like you too, we see people like that too. And we want to help you with whatever it is that can heal your relationship with food or your body even if there's not like a formal diagnosis. And you definitely have a specialty amongst the dietitians here too, and that you work with autoimmune diseases and celiac disease and more of our food allergy pieces. Do you want to talk about that? Yes. So I have um, both the experience from learning about it in school and of course, you know, being an expert in the field on it, but also personal experience. I have celiac disease myself. And so I actually have several clients who have celiac disease and we've been able to um, make sure that we address that part of what's going on in their life and their eating along with disordered eating or eating disorder, things that are going on. So it's, it's been really nice for me to 
be able to tie in all the pieces and not feel like it's as um, fragmented for them, right? Because I want to be able to help with all of the aspects of what they need support in when it comes to eating. So um, I I've definitely have had, like I said, my fair share of personal experience, but also the, the knowledge that we learn about things, you know, in school and to become a dietitian. So I, I got to kind of piece those together and be able to help people. And I think that gives me even more empathy for people with yes. celiac and autoimmune disease, because I get it. It is, it's hard. It's not fun. You didn't choose it. You didn't do anything wrong. It's an autoimmune disease. It just happens. And um, so if you are struggling with an autoimmune disease and you're listening, I just encourage you to reach out to us because something I'm super passionate about helping people with. And um, like I said, I've already gotten to do that with a couple of clients, which has been really awesome. Again, I feel like it's totally one of those things where like, you know, you're just kind of meant to fall in the path of some people and it worked out really well. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like that goes back to that early part of your story with, mm-hmm. was it, did you say it was your friend's mom with MS or yeah, like mom. Mm-hmm. and how nutrition impacts that? So autoimmune diseases have such a nutritional component mm-hmm. to it. I'm so. very happy that you have that passion <laughs> for that piece of it. Cause it's, yes. you know, I, I am, I'm passionate about it to the extent I feel like I don't want people to suffer <laughs> this, but like, I, I haven't gone on to do the extra training that you have and yeah. a personal experience. So it's really great that we have you to um, help those people. Right. And it's funny because a lot of people hear that and they go, oh, that's why you became a dietitian. And um, you guys already heard my story. So, you know, that actually wasn't part of it. I was diagnosed with celiac disease during my dietetic internship. So that was in my last stage to become a dietitian before the board's exam. Um, That's when I found out. So I was already already becoming a dietitian, already too deep into the process. And I, it was probably, you know, they say the internship's the most stressful year of your whole <laughs> career in your life. And that's what they say. I love my internship, but people always like warn you. They're like, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be the craziest year. Um, and it was in the middle of that. And so I always like to preface like, no, it's actually not part of that would have been cool. I guess cool part of my story, but no, I was already on my way and then found out smack in the middle of that, that I had to completely change the way that I mm. eat. And so I get it. I get that a lot of things like with my clients, that's, it's just thrown at them, right? It's not something you chose, not something you could have planned for. It's just something that came up and you, you don't know how to deal with it. And it's okay to need that extra support. I totally get it for someone who studied it. It was a struggle for me to completely uproot what I knew about eating and to, to do it. So, um, yeah, I definitely get it. And I definitely feel for people who are struggling with that. Well, I feel like we can start wrapping up and I always like to ask my guests if there is a tip or a, you know, a little nugget of wisdom you want to leave with our listeners. Yes. Um, I think that just knowing too, that we're, the time we're recording this, it's just before the new year, but um, just if you have been thinking about something for a bit, whether it's wanting to reach out for help, wanting to take, you know, uh, a chance with a job or a move or something. I think, uh, what I've been trying to lean into lately and encourage clients to do lately is just go for it. Right. Feel, if you feel like you need to reach out for support, now's the time to do it. You know, there's never going to be a perfect time to do anything. So I always say, if you have been having something that's been on your heart or something that keeps coming up in the back of your mind, um, to go for it. So even it can be as simple as, you know, reaching out to an old friend and saying, Hey, I've been thinking about you. If you're like, Hey, I've been really wanting to go to therapy or see a dietitian, do it. Like now is the time we're never going to have, um, the perfect scenario for everything to be the right timing. So just go for it now. And I think you'll be really surprised at what, what you'll see if you just dedicate 
um, you know, time to take care of yourself and what you need for the next, you know, give it two or three months. You know, we take, and I always tell my, you know, college clients that if you can take, we talked about this before, if you can take a class for three months at school, why not spend that time dedicated to your well-being and see what could happen? And so um, I think that's kind of something that I've been um, encouraging people to do lately. And I love seeing the results of that too. So yeah, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. That's perfect. <laughs> Just, I'm so happy you came on today. How can people find you if they want to follow you and connect with you? Obviously, if you want to work with Jessica, you can contact through our website and she is taking on some new clients now. Yes. Um, but if they just want to, you know, connect with you otherwise, how can they do so? <laughs> yes. Um, you, of course, our website is a great place to go, but for social medias, you can find me on Instagram. I have nutrition with Jess on Instagram. You can find my account there. Um, and then that's probably where I'm most active. I'm also on Facebook and Twitter under those handles, the same thing. Um, but my Instagram is more so where you'll see me interacting with, um, people more on there. So yeah, that would be the best place to find me. And then again, like you said, through the website, you can find out more about not your average nutritionist as a whole. You can see, um, kind of what we offer and what all of our awesome dietitians specialize in. So I encourage you to check out the website too. Great. We'll have all that linked in the show notes. Thanks so much for coming on and yes. please come on back next week and listen <laughs> to our next episode. Thanks, Libby. As we mentioned in this interview, Jess and I co-lead our membership group, Permission to Eat with Confidence, which is a support group and coaching group hybrid for people who are in recovery from eating disorders or disordered eating or just want to be in that really safe space where we're not going to be focused on weight loss or diety gimmicks. So if you're interested, we are going to be starting our group up again soon. We're revamping it right now, changing things up a little bit, but the core of it is still going to be the same as it was before. And we hope that you'll join us. So please check out our website for more information. It's notyouraveragenutritionist.com backslash membership to find out all about it and when we're starting back up. Thanks for listening to Permission to Eat. Want more? Please find me on social media at Not Your Average Nutritionist on Instagram and Facebook and at The Broadway Dietitian on Instagram. Check out the book Permission to Eat on Amazon or wherever you buy books online or go way deeper with accountability in my monthly membership, Permission to Eat with Confidence. I'd love to have you join our amazing group of people helping lift each other up and create big wins in their recovery journey. You can learn about all of these on my website, notyouraveragenutritionist.com. One last thing, if you love this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform and let me know what you specifically love so I can build on that. Those five-star reviews help it come up in recommended shows so that others can find it and get just as much out of it as you do. If the episode really spoke to you, please take a screenshot and share on social media. Thanks so much.